When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Welcome to Morenita, a deep dive into the Latinx experience. With Morenita, we want to create a community and a shared space with you while sharing knowledge and inspiration. This show is about celebrating our culture with guests who exemplify the best of us. I'm Darlene Castillo, y te invito. Zahaira Curiel is a native New Yorker born and raised in Washington Heights with roots planted in the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. She's an actress, singer, voice actress, producer, and writer currently based in Los Angeles. In 2018, she co-produced the sold-out all-woman production of Crazy, Sexy, Cruel, and Mama Always Said, At the Pit. She has toured with Platanos and Collard Greens and Mexico Beyond Mariachi's Sugar Skull, and recently made her TV debut on FBI Most Wanted. She's a lover of desserts and has a cupcake company, Sassy Sweets. Zahaira is a roller coaster enthusiast and loves traveling around the world for thrills. Hey, Zahaira, <laughs> how are you doing? Hi, my love. Hi, darling. I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy to have you on. I'm so happy to hear about everything going on in your life. My New York sister moved to yes. LA just recently. Yep. Um, huge decision, especially with everything that you, and we'll get into all of those goody things that you've done here in New York. Is there something about like LA that really drew you to go there is it was it for specifically in acting like is it something that, that was like a switch for you that you wanted to switch over to like what was it 
I knew, yeah. I know you said you had mentors that, you know, were inspiring you to kind of venture out. Um, but was it something career wise that you were just like, I just need to switch? Like, yeah, I wanted to focus more on TV and film. And that's mm -hmm. always been, um, my dream and goal as a kid. Like I, you know, we would go to movie theaters and there's just something about being transformed in a movie theater, just watching a movie. I, I would remember watching a movie and thinking, oh, I just want to be on there. And then at the end of the movie, I would always run to the bottom, the screen and like just run around there and like imagine that I, that's where I would be. So it was just like a, my, my shift to just wanting to focus on, on more TV and film. And, you know, New York is a little more theater based and yeah. you definitely have tons of opportunities, but I feel like here would be just a little more opportunities to try something out. And, and I feel like, like you said, growing up, being raised and mm -hmm. being born in New York, I almost feel spoiled. I feel that. I feel that. As a New Yorker, I feel that. Right? Because you, like you said, people come to New York. Like, it's so rare for you to meet a New Yorker acting in New York sometimes. Exactly. Like you, <laughs> people are like, oh, you're like, you're, you're acting from, here? from New York. Right? <laughs> it's so weird. So I almost feel like spoiled. And I'm like, I almost, part of me is like, I need to take a different route and like see what it's like to be like try something out moving to a different part of the country and see right I, I grew up in New York what a blessing right what a blessing right. to live in this city that's so insane but right but I was like you know I think I need to try something different and just felt like the right thing to do to come yeah. here and see what it's like out here but it is definitely different yeah especially being Dominican <laughs> well Dominican yeah. and Dominican um, but you know and I and it's so like interesting because you have done so much in New York. You have done an amazing amount of theater. You have also like done so much for the youth. And I want to talk a little bit about that. And I'm curious, how are you going to um, continue that journey coming from the East Coast now being in yeah. the West Coast? Is there something, do you have some seeds you're planting? Let us know, let's fill the everybody in a little bit on what you've done um, here in New York for the youth because I just think it's so incredibly inspiring. So I've worked at a few different nonprofits in New York City and I and I helped create a couple of um, programming with certain organizations, mostly based on in college preparation. Um, <laughs> um, because I felt like when I was applying for school, I didn't know what to apply for. Like mm. I knew I wanted to perform. I've known really early on, which is again, a, even a blessing. I, I knew some like four or five yeah. that I wanted to perform, but I didn't know how to go about that, right? There's so many, there's lack of resources for people of color. People become so surprised because they're like, oh my God, you live in New York. Like everything is accessible to you, but they don't realize. <laughs> they don't realize. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not rich. Exactly. Uh, and also, you know, they've cut a lot of these programs. So I was lucky because I had, uh, I was able to learn the cello mm -hmm. for free in elementary school. And then Come I had cello player. Right? She yeah. said cello. <laughs> I said the cello. I should really pick it. My dad was once, you should pick it up again. I was like, you want to buy me cello? That's like thousands of dollars. He's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which was insane because the cello, I'm, I'm short, I'm five two, uh, and the cello was like taller than me. Large. <laughs> so, You're like, so I'm a size me. small and the cello is a size extra large. Right. <laughs> so, you know, all these programs are cut. Um, so yeah, yeah. in high school, I went to an amazing, I went to an environmental school and everyone thought I went to performing arts school mm. because when I entered, there was another teacher called Georgia DeFaco, who's amazing. And she transformed that program mm. in the school. And so I was really lucky because she, we went from like one or two choir classes to having multiple choir classes and multiple groups, um, women's glee, men's glee, 
gospel, the talk. We had everything. Yeah. Um, and so I was able to kind of get some training there, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, you know, enough because I still didn't know, you know, what schools do I apply to? The internet was still a thing, but that is like, now it's so different. Yeah, like, now you it's popping. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so I don't know what I was doing. Um, so when this opportunity kind of came up to potentially create a program, I said, well, this is kind of what I needed. I need to help preparing for auditions, even mm-hmm. applying for schools, figuring out how to apply to schools. I applied, you know, went to CUNY school and I messed up that application. I'm like, who mm. messes up that CUNY application? My childhood, is most of it is Washington Heights and then part of the Bronx. And those opportunities weren't there. Or if they were, I didn't know how to find them. It's not something that's mm-hmm. automatically there. So you grew up in Washington Heights. And... How <laughs> yes. was that um, for you growing up in that area, knowing that you wanted to be a performer? Like, is that something that was supported by your community? I hit it. I hit it for mm. a long time because I didn't want people to say no. Mm. But I, again, like I was able to do, you know, cello and then I did dance in middle school because we had an after school program that everybody wanted to be a part of. Yeah. So I had my outlet for sure. Mm-hmm. But I never really kind of told anyone that I wanted to sing. And I think my family kind of knew because I was just kind of running around the house with a broomstick and my sister singing Selena. We have recordings. So there's proof of like the fact that we wanted to do these things. Very embarrassing videos about being like, we're on TRL. Um, <laughs> but we, yeah, I was on TRL. It's in my mind. That was real. Right. That happened. But so for a long time, I hit it when I like, especially I think in high school, I kind of came out of my shell more. I lived in theater. I lived in the music room. I had no after school program except for music and theater. And my friends knew like. So the moment moment that you sat with your mom and dad, you were like, I'm doing this. Yeah, they they were they knew. I think my mom knew from the beginning. Like they were like, yes, great. She always was supportive. And then call it, you know, every performance. She still says she's like, I had to go to like every performance. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. And then she's like, then you went to college and I thought, oh, we're good. And then we had to go to more performances. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it just continues. It continues, mom. It's never right. ending. It's never ending. Number one fan. But then I found out like recently that apparently my dad was like not for it. Like when ah. he found that I was going to go to school and like study music, he was like, she's going to really still do that to my mom. But they never told me until like a couple years ago. I was like, how dare he? <laughs> yeah, that's such a weird. I remember my mom, I have a similar moment in this industry where you're like, oh, I'm kind of tired. And you wake up and you're like, oh, my body doesn't feel the same as it did five years ago. And my mom was like, you know, I thought maybe you might have a plan B, but you just kept going. And it's like, listen, this industry is never fully done with you in any kind of way. And everyone's journey is different. That too, that. And I'll tell you, I've done plan B many times and it always leads me back to planning. So I'm just, I'm not happy in plan B and trying everything else. And you have to do what you love. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. 
When your American Express Platinum card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through global dining access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So do you have some plans bringing some stuff to like the West Coast? I just know that you are so great with the youth. You brought me on to do some Q&As and it was so inspiring. I was kind of going through a speed bump and I was there discussing the industry. And I feel like you have a calling for that. It just felt so natural for you. Um, So is there something on the West Coast that you're trying to continue that inspiration? I see the kids and I think, well, maybe it's time for me to. I, I want to help others reach for their dreams and goals. And then I took a pause and I said, well, how am I going to do that for myself? Mm. So that's why I moved. I said, you know, I need to take time and and do this for myself. As an artist, I had like a thousand jobs. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, tell me one of your craziest, tell me one of your craziest, like 1000 jobs that you've had. Oh my God. So recently, I've been really, really lucky the last few years because everything I've done is kind of like in the industry. And Mm -hmm. so I've been an assistant and I've been like, and that's been pretty cool mm-hmm. to, um, and then a lot of my jobs have been working in nonprofits, which all was kind of like serendipity. Like it wasn't planned. I never mm. planned to work in nonprofits. It just happened um, naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I've been very grateful because the last few years has all been in the arts. Mm. My first job was a peer educator and I taught about like sex. Oh my gosh, Sahira. Oh my gosh, are we shifting this podcast? (laughs) Maybe. I mean, if y'all need some uh, like sex education. I love, I love that. Some like singing sex education. But I did, I worked for a nonprofit. And then later on, as an adult, I worked for a nonprofit called Star. Okay. And they do sex education through theater. Oh my God. This is in New York? And this is in New York. And they actually have apparently other programs. Um, well, other organizations have different programs all over the country. Um, but what a wonderful way to learn about like health education than through a little mini musical. I love this. Oh yes. my God. Please send me the information. I and will. what can I do with Star? Was there a yes. lot of like Shakespeare involved? No, it was. You know, Shakespeare is like so dirty. <laughs> thou shalt. Thou shalt. No. <laughs> no, exactly. That's all you need. You've. We know you sing, we know you dance, we know you act, we know you help the kids, we know you teach all levels of all things. Sex um, ed included. 
I know you're in LA because you want to do more TV film, but what would you say like you're more drawn to? Are you going to miss oh, theater? I think I will. I think because they're, they're so similar and so different. Mm. You take months or weeks, even sometimes just days to like study a character for theater. And then you go on stage and you have all these, or, or you have all this rehearsal. But at film, you're, I'm not. So I'm like preparing myself for that where I'm like, I got to be on point. Like, mm. I don't want to be that person that's like holding back anyone. And what are you doing? What is your process for that? Like, how are you switching from theater to TV film? Are you taking specific classes or are you just kind of jumping into it? Like, let's go and see. A combination of both. I just moved, but I actually moved in April, but I've been back and forth um, to New York a lot. So mm-hmm. now is like really when I'm settling in, reaching out. I'm basically almost restarting again, which is exciting and terrifying, yes. which is good. When you're yes. scared, that's a good thing. You're alive and that means that you're doing the right thing um, in some capacity. So I'm I'm restarting all over again and I'm relearning everything in a way all over again. So um, I, I've been really, really lucky and blessed because a couple of my friends moved either around the same time as me or right before me and and we have created this beautiful community mm. in which we're constantly supporting each other and we're sending like hey what about this class and hey what you should apply for this and hey you should like this is an audition coming up um and this is an agent and this is a manager yeah i have yeah. a group of friends here where we're like always like communicating and figuring things out so i'm gonna try out some classes see how they go and i'm just going full force that's the that's only way I know how to do it right that's just, the only way you know yeah it's like you have to face your fears and how are you ever going to know if you don't just go right. up and do it but i love that you have a supporting system i love that you have some friends that you're out there with i think that's like always the thing that holds some new york actors back it's like from right. making that jump to la it's always that fear of starting over it when i leave a show i'm like it's starting over you have to hustle yeah. again you have to get to know casting directors again yep. you got to even if you just come back to New York and you've been touring and your, New York's been your base, I always yeah. call it like the game of Monopoly. You're just going oh, right back to my start. favorite game. Oh, you like I Monopoly? I have like 30 Monopolies. You know what? I don't play as much because I'm super competitive. Like I'm really competitive. Do you have the Game of Thrones version? I've never seen Game of Thrones. Isn't that crazy? <gasps> Am I like one of the only people? I know. I need to like catch up okay on like other things okay, okay. i need to get we'll, it we'll have another but game I, of I, thrones I, episode <laughs> for just for you just for I'm you just gonna watch game of thrones and see my, my reaction but monopoly is great but yeah it's like literally a life of an actor it's like we have to start all over like a job ends we go back to start and we continue on until we get to park avenue and then we're back at start <laughs> like when we would have conversations with the kids and the kids would like come meet like you amazing people that would come and talk to them it was that conversation. It's like, this is not a, a straight road. This is, there's curves and like a uh, force on the road. It's not, you know, I, I know people that were on Broadway and during the day they were auditioning and at nighttime they're on Broadway. So it's, you're consistently working, like consistently working on your craft. If you're not auditioning, then you're working on your craft. You're working on either writing something or yeah. in a class somewhere. I'm so intrigued with her like, yeah, just gonna go act. And it's like, Mm, are you are you gonna just go act you really have to love it like you really have to and look at you you're going off and doing something super super scary you're looking at it in the face and you're like i got this and with that said you just made your tv debut i did Ah, my one liner (laughs) yes girl get that co-star get that close i'm getting those like residual checks what you had your tv debut on fbi most wanted don't blink don't blink (laughs) 
Tell me what minute and what second. No, I want to know though, like, what was that like for you being on set for the first day? Like, what, what was that? Oh my gosh. I mean, it was during COVID. So it is, it was insane. And Wild. Like, it, it, that, you know, that's a crisis. Um, first of all, at booking, I was like, oh my God, I got something. And it was in the same time that I like decided to move. Wow. And that's one of those things, right? Just when I ran the tours and like everything's happening at once. I was like, in a, we were like, like our little own little cubicles. We, uh-huh. couldn't, we couldn't talk to anyone or see anyone oh because God. of COVID. Yeah. Um, but at some point, because we were there pretty much all day, just kind of waiting because it ended up being that we were like, the, there was a few extra of us, more of us. Um, can we all have like one liners? And we were there all day. We were the last people to shoot. But at some point, like they, they close these little cubicles off kind of in the trailers. But you can kind of talk to someone on the other side. And so at some <laughs> point, my neighbor and I just kind of started having a conversation um, through the wall. Oh, <laughs> my God. All day. Um, but it was awesome. And we went on set and it was, very again, very specific. Like everyone had to kind of be in their own spaces uh, far away. Just like a whole new world, figuring it out whole new right and we got yelled at at some point not us but like Cora was like bringing us to get on set because mm-hmm. there's some people there that were just like very much about like you have to stay six feet right, right. you know apart right um, that would, their job was like making sure everything's safe and so there was like some stuff happening and i was like ah we just what do we do what do we do and for tv film they've been very on it they just want to get back I definitely felt safe. I've experienced too. And I've also early on during COVID, I've heard it, it's just always been. So that's amazing. I love this. I can't wait to see. Wait, can, what do you play? Oh, it's a lottery winner. And but it took me so long to even get the credit on IMDb because they were like, I don't, we don't believe you. <laughs> oh my God. Did you have I to know. submit it yourself? I submitted it because um, I, I knew like that I had met on set. I had met some really amazing um, people on set too. That we're doing the same thing that again, we just submitted it and they accepted it. And I, my, for me, they were like, no, we don't believe you. <laughs> Why did they try to play my girl? I don't know. I was like, I know this is like new to y'all. I, I have a couple of other things on here. I'm a real person. Tell us more, Zahida. Um, was- <laughs> you literally have your own business. I have Sassy Sweets, which was kind of like the plan B. Um, I thought... Well, no, it was part of plan A because I was like, oh, I'll, I'll create my own business and then I'll make my own schedule and then I'll be popping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is not the case. Uh, owning a business is a lot of work yeah. and it's a, a big commitment. It's huge. And all the women of color doing their thing. Yes. Because it is a lot of work. And please, 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 please go out, support women of color, people of color, and small businesses, because it does make the economy go around the world. Makes the world. Because it's a lot of work. Puts money in people's pockets. It really does. We need to support one another. Especially when the cupcakes are good, y'all, because her cupcakes <laughs> slap. I do want to eventually um, own like a, a brick and mortar, like a location, mm-hmm. but plan A first. You gotta get plan A going, and then and then I can do that. But so it is, it's still on, on the back burner. Yeah. I'm eventually opening like a location. We're both a part of this new generation, this new vibe um, of the industry that claims to be changing. And it's a white. And ooh, let's not talk about that right now. Have you felt some changes for Afro-Latinas in the industry um, for yourself? Have you seen anything personally that you might want to share? Or maybe there's some things that still need some tweaking. No, I think it's, we need a lot of change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you go through the last 30 years, um, things have, have they changed? Yeah, sure. 
do we need more change? Absolutely. I don't really watch award shows very often mm-hmm. it's because we're never really represented until I feel like I'm going to see another person waving their flag on the stage, you know, <laughs> then I'll be more excited. We need more opportunities. I tried my best to really sit down and watch shows with people of color. And they're not a lot. They're just not enough. There's not enough writers in the room. And I know so many talented writers. And I'm like, why are you not working? Right. We need more of our people in higher positions because that's just the reality of it. Like if we're not in higher positions, then who are those people? You know, who are who making decisions for us? Are not people right. that look like us. That. And we need those people as allies, that. of course. But we also need our people, people of color, women of color, Black, Indigenous, Latino, Asian, so on and so forth in those positions. With those people in those positions, they were going to have more opportunities. But I'm so grateful for everyone who's like pushing forward and continuing to write. And I know there's so many in the industry right now, America for like there's so many people that are really, you know, doing the thing and, and pushing for our for our voices to be heard. We just hope that those opportunities for those stick so they can continue yeah. rising right. everybody else, you know, above right. with them. I feel you on that. I think work does need to be done and um, opportunities. When you buy a new house, you might say, shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You've built a community around something incredible called Dance Project of Washington Heights. And I'd love for you to like tell us a little bit more about that. So that was an organization that I just joined recently. Mm. Heather Bathory is the founder and, and she lives in Washington Heights and created mm-hmm. this great opportunity for kids uptown to, to 
take dance classes, like pay what you can, which uh-huh. is amazing as well. And I joined them in September of last year. And what an honor it's been because of the work they're doing in the neighborhood. I, I absolutely love them. I've also worked with um, People Theater Project, which is another organization uptown. I've been really lucky to work with like some really amazing organization in Washington Heights. Yeah, you have like people. some really great connects up there. Every time <laughs> yeah. I see your page, you're always doing some incredible stuff. What kind of dance classes does Dance Project of Washington Heights do? So they have, they right now they're mostly doing for children, but they have like ballet and tap and hip hop. I know we've, we've been in discussions of like bringing in more like bomba en plena. Yes, so Those are ones, you know, like even palo, like these yeah, are, yeah. For, for me, culturally, dances that I've never been, I've had been had the opportunity. I mean, now I'm an adult, so there's mm-hmm. no excuse. I can, I can, now I'm making, I want to make the time to like really <laughs> learn because these are like our heritage and, yeah. and our roots. Um, I mean, of course, Salsa, merengue, and bachata we learn at home. Of course. Well, can we learn some bomba en plena? Can we learn some, like, something from our roots? Oh, and those drums. I I can't, I can't. When, whenever, like, drums come on from bomba en plena, I'm just, like, I'm, like, transported to a different world. I'm, like, so happy. How does the um, community, like, for Washington Heights, how has that response been, like, with all? I mean, you've been a part of so many, but just specifically, like, Dance Project of Washington Heights. How has, how did that even start for you? Um. So I was a good friend of Heather for many years, because I worked at multiple different nonprofits and I, opportunities kind of showed up in September and she's like, do you want to join us? And I was like, okay, <laughs> which is kind of the, how it happens every single time. Because even when I worked for People Theater Project, they were just like, hey, do you want to be an apprentice? And I had extra time on my hand. I was like, okay. And then a, a year or less later, they were like, also, we're going to hire you. And also you're going to be a teaching, teaching artist. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that is literally how I know you. Like <laughs> you say yes, and you are a part of so much. Like every time I talk to you, you are doing this. And then the next month I talk to you, you're like, oh, I'm a part of this organization now. And I'm like, how does she do it? Actually, how do you do I it? Don't know. No, I'm seriously, to it out. actually dead ass. How do you do it? Tell us how you do well, it. Now I'm learning how to make time. But again, like right now, what I'm really learning and focusing is like making time for me and what I want to do in my career mm. I was going back to like the kids they inspire me because I, I see them living their dreams and I was like yes, yes 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 I'm so proud of you yeah and then I'm like okay I kind of gotta take a step back and I have to kind of make time for my mm. and going back to a conversation that's what I was going to go back saying that I had a conversation with someone who's in the industry and they were like Zahir you have so many jobs and I was like yeah but I'm, I'm just like I feel so committed to everything and I have to and they were like but if you get a job like on Broadway would you just drop everything and I was like yeah, kind of. Mm. Like, so how committed are you? So I went to figure out how to um, commit to my dreams and goals and then also make sure like it's so important for me to give back consistently mm-hmm. that how do I how do I make time for both of them? Yeah. And so that's what I'm learning now. And how do I continue to give back to community? Because that's that's number one. Right. I think and, and for, I think for a lot of us that are immigrants and children of immigrants, our goal is always to make it so that we're going to push forward our community, people in our circles. That is the most important thing for me. Like, all right, I, this is the goals that I want to accomplish. And this is what success looks like to me. Right. But now how do I make sure that when I get to that point, that I make sure that I bring my community with me. Right. That I'm raising my community, that I'm making opportunity as for my communities. And that's what's the most important to me. So right now I'm working with um, one organization because I moved to a different part of the country. Right. But my goal is to definitely in some capacity continue to work with other ones. I think all artists, we are givers like in some sort, 
some sense, whatever capacity an artist does. How has this been feeling for you? Because you you've mentioned you have given up a little bit of giving and now you're kind of giving to yourself right now. How is that transition? How is that feeling for you? I'm learning to accept that it's okay to take care of myself mm. um, and to put other things on pause for yeah. a little bit while I focus on me and my dreams. And I, and I want to help everyone and I want to like make everyone's dreams any way that I can help. That is definitely what I want. I want to consistently be helping others. Um, I've had to learn to like take a little bit of a pause and just step back to focus on my dreams and my goals. Um, because I know that by doing that, I will also be pushing forward, learning and, and be able to give back in other capacities. And that's what I'm learning. How do I give back? Like I, and not extract too much from my, um, my cup mm -hmm. and continue to fill my cup while also giving back to the community and giving back to others. Yeah, because it's so easy for us to just say yes, yes, yes. yes to everything. And to everything. Because you don't want to miss out. You want to like, right. you want to be there for that opportunity, right? You never know. But sometimes for an opportunity to come, you have to like sit yeah. and like really take care of yourself. And even stay home if you want to. Period. I'm an insane extrovert, but I'm such an introvert. Like I want to be outside all day. Like let's hang out, let's talk, let's do these things. Like let's be on stage all the time. And then I have to go home and like talk to your wife <laughs> for, for even sometimes yeah. for like, I, sometimes I go into the mountains, like in December, I went into like Massachusetts into the mountains for a couple of days to just be by myself. Yeah. And people were like, are you really going to do that? I was like, yeah, I just need to like be alone for a few days. And if I want to talk to people, I'll talk to people. And if I don't, I'll just sit in silence or look at the, I don't know, the trees. You're like the I'm sky, very the birds, the sky, the go birds, kayaking. You know? Oh my God, that would be amazing. This Dominican Rican, um, this kayaking, like chilling <laughs> in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, sometimes like, are we meant to do these things? But like, absolutely. We come from countries that are we like- We invented it. Right? Oh my God. Hello. Sometimes <laughs> I gotta remind myself like, hello, Tainos. Like, hello. We That's come from us. mountainous regions, like the beach and the mountains. Cause I honestly, I love the, the mountain more. Like I can, mm. I, I'd rather be in trees which is what I'm trying to figure out here in LA. Like, where do I find, I need to be surrounded by trees. <laughs> I'm curious, what would you say, Zahaira, to someone who is a giver, who is now focusing on themselves, taking a leap of faith and looking at fear and facing it and pushing through? What would you say um, to some of our listeners who might be inspired by your story, maybe wanting to do the same, thinking about it. What kind of message or little note do you want to leave for them? Take a leap, um, leap of faith. It's okay to be afraid. Um, I know someone, or I've heard this multiple times, do something that you're afraid of every day. Mm. Right now I'm in a big, huge a fear bubble. So it's scary every day right now. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> no, it's so worth it. Like I was meditating today and there's three things that came up. Let go. And for me, that was Lego fear. And fear is always gonna be around. That's just part of life. Mm -hmm. um, it is it is what it is. But for me, as when I'm afraid of something, it's because I know that this is something that's gonna more than likely change my life. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's they're different than like fight or flight fear. Let's, let's that, make that clear. Yeah, let's make that very clear. <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, fear in a situation versus fear of like trying something new is very different. Hmm. Um, but when you are in the fight or flight for the records, tr trust your instinct. And that's actually a big one, even in life. Trust your instinct. We're not taught 
and that's I think also a very cultural thing in America where you're not really kind of taught to do like you're trying to like follow what everyone else is doing or do what we say but no forget that trust your instinct because your instincts are going to tell you where to go yeah and, and that takes the time to like learn and um, sometimes you just have to have to sit with yourself and, and kind of grow and, and figure out what that is and how do you trust that instinct but trust it all the time whatever is not serving you let go of that focus sit down make a list for me lists are really important sometimes i'll make a list and then i go through it and then i put dates on it mm. and i had on my list for two years ago that i was gonna move and it was off by a few months but i made it and the last thing is be kind be kind mm. to yourself be kind yeah. to others for me it was like mm. i'm still learning to let go of the guilt when i can't say yes all the time um but know that later on i can say yes later on i can do something that i'll be in a different position where i can give even more so just, you know, be kind with yourself when you're making these transitions, putting boundaries for yourself, because that's important. Be kind to others. Zahaira, if we want to follow you and follow your journey, how do we do that? You follow me at Zahaira Furiel. I change everything to make it easy for the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you sound like Sassy Zazzy and people are like, what? Um, but Sassy is my family nickname. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sahira Curiel, follow me, please. Cannot wait Can to I see mean? all the amazing things you do in LA. Thank you so much for spending this time. Besos. Zahaira is taking a leap of faith after giving so much to others in her community. She's found the importance of taking care of herself without neglecting her career while staying persistent. Sometimes saying yes to everything doesn't always serve you. So how are you taking care of yourself? To be the best versions of ourselves, we have to prioritize our dreams so that we can continue to rise together. Palante y no tengas miedo. Morenita is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital, así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.